owner of the AWF, host of Call All-Stars, Call Superstar, 13-time tag team champion and pride champion, this scorpion is ready to shoot the shit as Sean Walsh presents the SW. Whoa, 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 what are you doing? This ain't the Sean Walsh show. This is FWZ Talk. What the hell were you thinking? Oh, I I'm sorry. I was just... Nah, <laughs> i tell you what you were thinking. You weren't thinking at all. That's what you were thinking. What you should have been doing is rolling the FWZ Talk title sequence. Launch the title sequence, title man! Welcome to FWZ Talk. I am the Jam Co. This is the podcast where we interview all the stars in the world of CAW and all of professional wrestling. This is not the Sean Wall Show. What do I look like? Some kind of dictator? I'm going to be talking to the King Bobby Mitchell, a rising star in the world of CAW. Really, really excited. To have spoken to him, you can catch Bobby Mitchell in El Dorado Championship Wrestling. And now you can catch him in the American Wrestling Federation. To some of you, you may not know who that is, but this is what this podcast is about. Taking new talent, giving them the voice, giving them the exposure that they need to be able to get into other leagues. Or if you listen to this and think, hmm, I'm going to take a look at this Bobby Mitchell kid, you could do so by listening to this podcast here. So, let's get into it. My conversation with the King, Bobby Mitchell. FWC Talk with the Jeff and the King, Bobby Mitchell. The King, Bobby Mitchell. The King, Bobby Mitchell. My next guest here on the FWZ Talk. Well, actually, I come from a country that has many of royalty. Many kings, many queens, we've been dominated them for years. But that's another conversation for another day, Sam. So I'm not really into uh, aristocracy. But I've got a king on the FWZ talk. He's the king of my world. It is the king, Bobby Mitchell. Bobby Mitchell, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, just uh, living the dream, man. Just living the dream. Why do you call yourself the king? Well, uh, funny thing you should uh, mention that. So when I started in wrestling, you know, my the real actual nickname is the Cross Country King. Like that's okay. my actual name. And it's ba like I take it a little bit as back in high school when I used to run cross country. But the idea is that I've wrestled over the world and I've conquered these places. So I'm a king cross country. Yeah. But, but I remember like, uh, when I was since I was starting to pick up momentum since my car starts 10 appearance, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about that later on. Mm. Uh, um, I was sitting with my best friend, Mary at her house and I'm literally just sitting there and, you know, we just talk about a lot of things and, 
you know, I'm drinking a little and then she, <laughs> she looks at me after I've told her about what I've been doing here recently in the car wrestling community. And she goes, Hey Bobby, you know how you just call you, you know, you call yourself the CCK. Why don't you just call yourself the King in your promos? There you go. And will uh, will Mary be uh, making an appearance with the king? <laughs> well, actually, no, uh, oh. not really. But will but her husband—I'm sorry, man. But her husband, uh, Brady Solis, who's known as Ray Dragon, will be debuting on the uh, vo- the Velocity Tournament for the Limitless Division in oh, ECW. Really? Yes, definitely. That is that's interesting because actually, when we uh, when we talked about doing this podcast, he actually followed me on Twitter the exact same day. So uh, I'm guess you guys connected in some way then. Oh yeah, we're we're like family, dude. That's pretty cool. I mean, like I mentioned, man, like I just talked about with uh, with Mary. If you're gonna be in it, he's gonna be in it. It's only a matter of time, baby. Oh yeah, man, for real. So I mean, maybe one day she'll like to come in as like a manager role, but who knows. I think it'll probably be one of like the first actual women ever, since that seems to be a thing that no one's you know got right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I noticed. Should be that. a first. It'd be an actual big first for her. It wouldn't be like just another just another person. But you're listening to this, you know that if it ever happens, we talked about it here first on the podcast. When we talk about your your style, we talk about what what is your style? What is your whole persona? Well, tell you like my style is like. I would say it's like uh, in ring wise, uh, I would say it's like a mixture of like Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Right. Like, yeah. like I try to, you know, I try to be kind of innovative and high flying, but at the same time, I don't want to try to be like a spot monkey. If you get my, mm. if you get my drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less is less is more. But in terms of how I carry myself, you know, as a character is just. I I try like when I listen to other people's promos and a lot of people do cut great promos, like amazing promos. I notice like they kind of have like this tone where they don't kind of put a little. And I'm not trying to bury anybody by all means, but I notice there's not really a little bit of oomph into it right. on certain some people's promos. So when I do my character style, I just kind of come off the back as being this charismatic crazy person. Mm. But sometimes I cut. I do kind of lower the tempo a little bit and i do kind of talk softly here and there especially because rpj and uh and uh matt black they've been very helpful and like advising me what to do because i'm still despite the fact i've been doing this for at least uh two maybe three years i'm Mm. still relatively new in this well one of the things that i like about that as you mentioned about the way you speak a lot of times people they tend to well, especially see it in wrestling now. Everyone wants to shout. Everyone wants to get in the camera. They want to let it all out and let the persona sort of throw it at you as if they're kind of trying to drown you. But I always uh, always say that sometimes you need a person to speak a little softly. So when you talk softly, you kind of you get a little bit closer to the screen, a little bit closer to the television. You're thinking, hmm, what's he saying? You're, kind of, you're intrigued as to why he's, he's talking really, really slow and really you know, delicately, very quiet. And that's something that is different. And people like to see different. So when you've had a string of people talking about Ah, oh, I'm angry. This is what I'm going to do to you, and blah 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 blah. And then you come along and you talk very softly. The people are like, hmm, I'm more intrigued. Why is he talking softly? And that kind of lures people a little bit. So if that is something that you've got, keep it going because you always, of course, want to stand out from uh, from the crowd. That's oh yeah, something. definitely. 
that's always important. Let's talk about all core all stars. Now that is something you and I are part of. What was your uh, your first core all stars? It was actually Call All Stars ten, and uh, it was where I faced Mason Chronic for the COH World Heavyweight Championship, and I wasn't even signed to COH yet. All right. Yeah. So what happened here was what what started that was uh, Twitter, which by the way, social media. If I want to make a quick mention, social media can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Oh yes. Depending on how you take it. But for me, I always try to take advantage of social media to help build my platform a bit more. So mm. I noticed, you know, Mason Chronic, you know, who was a, uh, you know, a red hot, you know, superstar going mm. around the other companies. And, you know, he was tweeting some things and I thought, you know what, I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. So I started yeah. tweeting with him and then he started, we started having this banner basically. And a lot of people yeah. were catching on to it and you know, Mason messaged me. He was like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to have a talk with, uh, you know, the the guys that run Call All-Stars, and then we'll see if we can uh, get something going with this. And that's when Sean told me what the plan was, and the plan was that Mason was going to be in a gauntlet. He was going to have two easy opponents, and then I was going to be like this big – I was going to be the big uh, final opponent reveal that actually gives him a match because the story was was that – I was determined to be a part of Call of Stars 10, but because of what how I've been acting in, you know, ECW NXT, because I'm this, you know, like next, next, like Matt Black, not Matt Black level, but at least second level, mm. heel level in NXT, um, the uh, people that run the Call of Stars, the board of directors, they banned me from the show, but because Mason Chronic really, really wants to fight me, and make me be this third opponent for his COH world title, they lifted the band so I could wrestle. And I mean, and I appreciated that opportunity very much. I was really humbled about it, especially in that, like, especially the fact that it was at least two, maybe th at least about almost close to the end of the show on day two. Oh, really? That was really humbling. Yes. Like it was. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Were... You were about, you're about, I think you're seven matches in. So I think there was Sean O'Connor and Emacracy and then the Core All Stars women's yes. style and the, yes. the championship at the end. So about four, four for the top. Yeah, at least. And I, I was really humbled by it. And I think that is what, and it was actually shortly after that is when I started the whole, you know, the, the whole just the king concept because then my popularity started rising more and people really started to take notice. And that's when I started popping up into other companies like COH and now here recently AWF yeah. and hopefully many more to come. So when you were talking about Call Stars 10, technically prior to that show, how many shows had you actually been in? Uh, just ECW, just ECW okay. and NXT. So, where was the first time that old uh, old Ryan sort of first saw you to to put you into uh, to EC ECW? Well, actually, it wasn't it wasn't really Ryan. It was actually Walter Scott. Um, okay. Walter, uh, before you know, I got into the whole you know car community. Mm. Uh, Walter and. Uh, Walter and I were good friends beforehand on this, uh, you probably heard of this uh, show, SCAW. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, they have a forum board, and uh, we became good friends because of that. 
mm-hmm. uh, from talking. You know, we have mutual love for wrestling and Star Wars and such. And he apparently he and Lewis Rivers started wrestling on ECW on actual YouTube shows. And I at first I didn't really heard of it other than like SCAW and ODQCAW. But then yeah. once they told me about it, I started watching it and I was like, wow, so I want to be a part of this. And Walter's like, yeah, you can. You just got to message, you know, Ryan. And I messaged him and then it all went from there. We've got to give a good, uh, a big yeah boy to uh, our frequent listener, Mr. RPJ, Ryan Bull Jones. You know, Bobby, you got to give Ryan credit because he really has a big schedule. He's got a job. He, mm-hmm. He's got he's to do the CAW shows. Absolutely. And he's also got he's got to juggle his six children. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, having six children is a poo. I mean, he should have. Oh man, I bet he should have put something on the end of it. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah, man. I mean, for real. But big props, man. Big props. The fact that you know he's so busy in his personal life that he still has the time to be able to create the content that he does is absolutely incredible. Absolutely amazing. So you were in the in the, the the COH match with Mason Chronic you were talking about in Core All Stars ten. What where were you then placed in the next year on uh, Core All Stars eleven? Oh, I was in the uh, I was in the Call Stars Rumble match. Right. I came so, in at number one. Number one. Well, this <laughs> is what I was one. getting to. You were uh, you came out at uh, number one. Who did you get eliminated by? Ah. Uh... Damn, I. You can't honest, even remember it, can you? I can't really remember it honestly, because I gotta go. Honestly, gotta go back and watch it again. But I do know that I at least lasted to about the fifteenth, sixteenth entrant. Well, that match was uh, won by old Matt Black. So yes, you know many people, but you know the thing with the Rumble, you gotta gotta do it. Plus, I think the Green Ranger is in that or something like that. No, oh that's yeah, him. he was. Yeah, and I remember, funny story I want to share about this, because I remember when I first watched it, I thought I got eliminated by the Reaper. Right. I thought I got eliminated by him, because he had me over, I thought I was over the top rope, and he punched me. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm gone, but it turned out later, I came back in the match, I was like, oh, wait, I'm not eliminated. I'm still in. Well, it's, uh, did you, did you find going from a sort of big time championship match last year to a rumble match did you did you see that as a bit of a step down no absolutely not Mm. Uh, i did not whenever i'm given an opportunity to like show what i can do whether it's like on a promo or how i'm booked in the ring i'm 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 game for anything honestly like honestly Mm. i'm super game you can you can ask ryan definitely ryan you can ask uh Travis, as of right now in COH, you can ask Sean right now in AWF. I'm game for anything. So when we uh, talk about the, the cool stars, towards the, the end of the year, we have the old CWI list, which uh, I talked about in length with uh, Mr. Sean Walsh on how that was uh, created. So check that out if you haven't un- checked something out in terms of how that is put together and the committee and how they look over each one. You were number 26 on that uh, on that list you happy with that position oh of course i mean the fact even that i was even in at least the top 50 and almost to the top 25 kind of speaks mm. volumes for how much i've come from where i was in 2017 to where i'm at now like it, it's absolutely incredible especially knowing that 
from the Video Game Network Awards when they gave me the most improved wrestler for 2019. That was like, wow, yeah. like I'm really, I'm really doing it. <laughs> this is crazy. Well, you're making waves, and that's the most important thing. And I want to congratulate you for being 29 because you beat Scott McShannon. Anyone that beats Scott McShannon is a fan in my book. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, man. So when we go on to uh, El Dorado Championship Wrestling that you you sort of go through with that, um, what what are your goals in all uh, ECW? I'm, obviously, everybody wants to be uh, the, the the main champion, but is there anyone on that show you think you know? I want to go against him first before I head on to the to the championship. Mm, well, one thing for sure is, uh, I mean, I got a lot of people that I would really, really like to face. Like, obviously, Jamal Bedlam. Jamal mm. Bedlam, he's a he's another good buddy of mine from uh, way before, you know, we got into this business. Uh, he is, like, he's incredible. Like, he's, like, obviously, you know, views are different than others, which is fine. We, you know, we do live in a world where despite the fact we have different views, we we can find common ground. Uh you're not a racist, are you, Bobby? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. My best friends that I mentioned earlier, Mary and Brady, they're Mexican. <laughs> well, Ain't I no guess, way. With um, you saying a lot of these guys that you knew beforehand, do you have like a friendship group with these guys outside of the, the CAW world? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, despite the fact that we live in different states, like, we we are good friends and we talk like I me Lewis Rivers Walter and uh, Jamal his real name is Josh we uh, okay. we have a, we have a Facebook uh, messenger group because mm. I remember back when we used to do eFed wrestling and for those that don't know what an eFed wrestling is it's basically a wrestling show that you type oh I remember being eFed yes and Man, that's how I'm, we became good friends I would have been. Uh... When did I, I think I did it years and years ago, probably when I was like 14, 15. Um, I haven't done it for years, but you uh, you basically are on a forum, but you, you role play promos. So you, you sort of do that and you try and, uh, well, I don't know if it's, if it's different from, from where it used to be, but do you still do that thing where you can like call out people and just create like back and forth sort of role playing back and forth? Or, or am I completely off, off the guard? Um... The way that we handled the efeds, because I ran my own efed and Josh runs runs his own efed, and so did Walter. Uh, the way we would do it is we would come. It's like when we're actually making a show. We come up with storylines, we come up with matches, and then for the ones where we have to have a promo that involves our characters, we message them the same way RPJ messages me if he needs a promo from me for a show, and we just type it out and send it to them, and they post it on that show. Right, right, right. Okay, it was sort of similar, but different, but not right. otherwise on that. Um, we are talking uh, CAW here on there. Have you, Isla Petty, shows you've seen in CAW, and you're like, you know, man, maybe I, uh, maybe I want to go there? Oh, there's, uh, well, there's DZW. And, yes. uh, de yeah, definitely these. In fact, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I get that, uh, I get that, uh, you know, message from AJ Young that says, "Hey, you want to come join the show?" Uh, and uh, I'll tell you something. If I was, uh, if I was Ryan, I'd start, uh, you know, contracting you guys all down because AJ Young, he's wants a lot of your ECW guys. So Ryan, if you're listening, sign these guys down to some long-term contract. Do like ten-year contracts because AJ Young, <laughs> he wants like all your goddamn. Uh, 
or you got damn professional wrestlers. Uh, so Ryan, <laughs> Ryan is almost the the farm system for AJ. Head, headline: The King Bobby Mitchell leaves ECW and jumps to DCW. <laughs> well, Mister Mister Young, if you are listening, the uh, the King is available and he wants in to Danger Zone Wrestling. So make sure that you do that, or I'll be very unhappy for you, uh, AJ, if you don't do so. So do me a solid and hire this this young kid. With the, the feds and stuff like that, I'm guessing that is the answer to pretty much how you found CAW, pretty much through e-fedding, right? Yes, and because of Walter, and because Walter told me about it, and I was like, okay, uh, I think I can give it a try, and then I just messaged Ryan, and then Ryan was like, okay, you know, just wait until I finish up this year, because they were currently on year two at the time, and yeah. he was just like, let me finish up this year, and then we'll see what we can come up with you, come up for you on year three. Yeah. One of the things uh, when I was doing my my sort of research on, on you, one of the uh, videos I found was a conspiracy match between you and Alex James. Tell me sort of how that came together. Oh, well, I actually messaged uh, Sean Walsh about that. He, uh, I wanted to try, after the Call All Stars 10 match, I still wanted to try to keep some momentum going. And tell you the truth, Alex James, who's honestly, you know, a great up-and-coming wrestler, like, he's fantastic. Great mm. guy, fantastic wrestler. Uh, especially when the road to Carl starts 10 when he had that amazing showing. Like, I was just like, bro, I got to get in the ring with this guy. And yeah. uh, and uh, I uh, I messaged Sean, and I was just like, I, can I have a match of Conspiracy? He said, sure, I'll just uh, talk to Eddie about it. Uh, who, what match do you think you would want to do? And I said, well, uh, can we have a match with Alex James? Mm. And he's like, Wait. oh, okay. With so one of the things that I haven't really gone into is actually that conspiracy event. I've talked about Cole starts to death, and I think I talked uh, last time about Cole conspiracy was with inaccuracy a few times. Who actually put conspiracy together? Mm, I I keep I I want to say I want to for my opinion from where I view because I don't ever really know like I know that Sean like is in charge of. At least one of the people in charge of Call All Stars, but conspiracy. Mm. From what I heard, it was uh, Eddie Mack. At least from right, where right. I'm standing, because okay. uh, I, because I just don't really know much about who really puts together the big shows like that. I just get told what I'm gonna do, and then right. that's it, or give the input of what I want to do, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, when I look through it, that kind of makes more sense because there is pretty much a lot of different leagues to it which aren't sort of in that, what I'd call that core yes. all-star bubble. So that probably makes more sense that it was sort of those guys. Because um, there's a lot of uh, video game characters like Thanos and Luigi, so that would definitely make sense for... for oh, yeah. Too. So that's the... Good for that. Perhaps we'll talk to him and ask him about conspiracy at, at another date. But we're talking to you on the CEW. So one of the things um, that I sort of wanted to ask was... A lot of the conversations, a lot of the topics that I talk to, especially guys who are responsible of characters, are how they deal with situations where if they're being booked um, or the way they're booked is something they don't necessarily agree with or put up against a guy, want to go over, um, any things like that. They talk about the way they deal with situations where they have to communicate with the owner and talk about, you know, this is the way that I want to go over or, or I don't want to necessarily do this job because... I believe this should go the same way. I know you haven't been long to be able to kind of 
put yourself in a position where you are able to say, hey, I don't really want to change that. But have you been involved in a situation like that where you're able to sort of say, you know, maybe maybe I don't really think this is the way to go for my character. Here's the way that I that I think we should go. No, actually, well, uh, it's not, this ain't a complaint at all, but it's a little bit of a new water for this character. But currently in COA, like in ECW NXT, the King character is just a full-blown heel. Whereas yeah. right now in COH, uh, the King character is kind of, of a, a bit of a face character as of right now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything like what will happen in the future, but... You know, as of right now, I'm kind of in that face tweenish type role, and it's it's a new water for the character, but it's also kind of like a refresher because it, it it at least gives me something new. But other than that, you know, no, I don't ever do anything like that. Like whatever I'm told, I'm always game for it, and I always put 100% effort into it. Like especially mm. when I was informed firsthand by RPG that my first big robbery was going to be with Eric Silva. And ah, Mr. Man, Silva. Yeah. Yes. I will uh, get to know that man a little bit more uh, better, and I'll leave that at that, because if not, I'll probably get uh, my ass handed to me by a certain individual. So I'll move on very, very quickly. But um, what, what I, why I wanted to talk to you is particularly with all these things is I'm sort of looking at that, what I would say, that next generation of, of guys, because the guys that have sort of won the Cool Stars titles, the, the different titles, all those kind of ones, we're, we're kind of in a generational thing where eventually they will move on. They may not do it as much. They may just be viewers or they may just, I don't know, you know, life gets in the way. Life does what it's got to do. And sometimes mm -hmm. people sort of switch that way. You're going to be in that, that group of people that now will get sort of raised to the next level. And them guys going away isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's like everything where someone needs to, to take that next step. Someone needs to, to pass a torch, as it were. Absolutely. That next. So you're going to be a part of that that next group, whether it be with, you know, the Tylers of the world, Jamal's and Jamal's kind of in that sort of middle bit. Um, and guys like Eric Silver and, and Matt Black and things, even Aether. So one of the guys, a lot of those guys are being based in is, is COH, which you're now a part of. What is, what are the differences to work for COH than Eldorado? Um, I really, I, I don't think there's – to me, as of right now, there's not really that much of a difference. It's all the same. Like, you know, I'll have, like, RPJ or uh, Travis always try to hit me up on Messenger and be like, you know, hey, you know, here's what we're going to do for this episode. I want you to do this, and then we'll go from there. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And yeah. uh, But I will say, like – and I'm getting there, and I'm getting there with Travis uh, – I have a bit of a better relationship with Ryan than I do with Travis. But like I said, you know, in time, mm. I'm sure me and Travis will still have that same relationship that I have with Ryan. And the same with yeah. Sean Walsh, now that I'm in AWF too. So that's also the, the, the next thing I'm going to come in. What, uh, what was the, what do you think the thing that, that uh, Sean saw in you that brought you to, uh, to AWF? Well, uh, apparent, and I'm not, and Sorry, Sean. Please don't hate me if I say this, but I, it's all oh, no, from what I heard. Sean. I've been doing it for episodes. You can shit on him all you want. It's almost <laughs> like, go right ahead. Uh, but apparently I heard that uh, Sean is a really, really, really big fan of mine and that he uh, he loves watching me on uh, ECW, like whatever I do. And what? he was... In... Oh, do I now, sir? 
no, I said you, you don't you don't say good things about Sean. You're supposed to. Oh. Oh, oh, well, my, well, Sean's a piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. Yay! Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, man. I mean, hey, I, sorry if I didn't go with the flow there, but hey, man. I, but me and Sean, as far as I'm sure, me and Sean, we're, you know, he's always been great to me. Mm. As much as I do rib uh, Mr. Wash every time, he uh, he's certainly good for, for bringing up that new talent. That's always... A good thing to do because you do have some people that kind of have that same goober guys all the time and that's kind of always the, the same so it's always important to bring new guys in and he's always looking out for, for the next guys on um, on something like that oh yeah absolutely and he he's one of the main reasons why i was over to over to mason apparently throwing out the idea too is uh for me being a part of call of stars 10 and then call of stars 11 and hopefully call of stars 12 well, you uh, almost read my mind into my next uh, little passage here. You uh, you know what you're going to be doing for all Court All Stars 12? I've heard a few things, but I'm you not going to say us? anything. Nah, nah, I, I, I can't say anything. No, that's for y'all to find. That's only for me to know and for you and the rest of the world to find out. But I will say, just be ready. See, I'll tell you something, Sean. Your boys, they're, they're not they're not cracking. I've tried to crack each and every one of you. You're not budding. They're doing well. But I will crack someone, and I will, I will ruin them. Now, I want to talk a little bit, uh, sort of take a different route down there. We're talking about the character of, of Bobby Mitchell. But tell me, who is the guy behind Bobby Mitchell? Oh, well, well, diff- let's just say I'm, a, I'm actually a really like nice person like i'm always i i I, I, hey hey i know i know it's funny when you watch me on ecw you think man this guy is such a fucking asshole (laughs) like i understand that but outside of that i'm actually really nice and i always i love talking to people like i really do and i love you know interacting with people and i really love professional wrestling like i love it i love it i just love the fact that I'm 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 a nice guy really (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah like and tr- believe me if you also see my tweets on twitter like i honestly do believe in kayfabe but when i decide to tweet out something that kind of breaks the kayfabe barrier i always say i'm gonna break <laughs> kayfabe here for just one moment to just say this but that yeah man the, that should be the tag for uh for this this episode that uh bobby mitchell really is a nice guy he promises yes me. yes uh but uh really uh i think what makes the king character more of a genuine you know person that you can cling on to is the fact that all these heels where they kind of like you know they bluff a few things and all that i actually tried to like even though most of the time i am full of shit when i talk in my promos i actually (laughs) i actually get up front with you about it like Mm. i'm always up front with you like it's like hey you know i'm not running from you If, if anything come find me or i'll come find you one of the uh, things, actually, I want to sort of uh, backpedal a little bit before we go on to sort of talk about you. You were talking about a, a gentleman named Ray Dragon. Now, yes. since he's sort of a, a newer guy, one of the great things that we can do is on the podcast, if he hasn't sort of been around um, a lot of the guys, um, what what do you think Ray Dragon's going to bring to the table? Because, you know, the podcast here is, you know, about exposing new talent and talking to old talent as well. And maybe we could do a thing where we actually... Uh, Talk about some brand new talent if he's going to be a sort of brand new talent. What is it about Ray Dragon that's going to be different when he sort of debuts into uh, 
or is now debuting in sort of El Dorado to, to be specific. Yes. Um, I think what he's going to bring to the table is some real in- innovative high flying style. Like, mm. he, I, in my opinion, like he'll obviously because, you know, he's Mexican, he, uh, Lucha Libre style. And that's that's on his input. Like when I talked to Bray about how he wanted to do it, he's like, well, uh, I want to be like Ray and call myself Ray Dragon because he was actually a huge fan of Ray Mysterio growing up. Yeah. So Rey Mysterio is like one of his big influences in uh in professional wrestling, and I think when he debuts in the Luminous Division, man, he's gonna tear it up, man. I, and I guarantee you this, he'll like if anything, if he's able to move on from the Luminous Division and actually like go up a bit more, like man, mm. I I would love to see him tear it tear it up with guys like Walter Scott and Alex James and Jamal and all of them. Like man, I bet it would be amazing. This uh, this limitless division is this like a, a completely different? Uh, is this kind of like a cruiserweight thing? Yes, yes. Right, right. And well, no, if I anybody's if anybody is uh, listened to check out El Dorado Championship Wrestling, do uh, throw it to the limitless division, and you'll see Ray Dragon. And I can imagine that we will see Bobby Mitchell and uh, Ray Dragon down the road. Oh well, yep, because. Uh... On a back on the uh, back to the character level, there's some unfinished business between us, character-wise. Uh-huh. But, but you know, who knows? You never know. In the words of professional wrestling, that it's that stood the test of time. Never say hmm. never. In a in a sense, we'll, we'll go back to sort of talking about you. I just wanted to pick that up, uh, sort of back to the character. We were talking about you and sort of that you are a nice guy. You promise. What what um, would you say the differences are between the real you and Bobby Mitchell? Uh, t- well, I of mean, course, I'll you're be- not an asshole all the time. I mean, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. And I'm probably going to get a, I mean, it's kind of touching on a bit of a subject, but I'm uh, but I, I'm I'm more than glad to open about it. OK, growing growing up and going through school, I was always bullied. You mm. know, I was always belittled and called names and shit. I never had many friends. In fact, my circles, my friend circle is actually really, really small. Like there's only very few people I trust. And I never really stood up to myself or had the confidence to stand up for myself. So I think for me, what, like I was trying to say about the character being genuine is the fact that I'm just taking all that and putting it into the King character. Cause it's like, it's kind of like a switch of a personality. It's like when I'm the King, I'm this confident, you know, cocky brash you know character Mm. that can do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants but when you flip that switch off you know i'm just back to being you know the soft and lovable bobby mitchell when you say that and there's something i do see quite a lot in a lot of guys i've heard this from a few people where when they were sort of bullied in in life they don't tend to be i mean no one's going to be that character where they're like oh pity me um you know i've had i've had a bad time because no one's going to relate to that but one thing I do see quite a lot, quite a good trend is people who've gone through that and they tend to be this kind of like really dastardly heel, but they decide to do it in a way that they're being them to kind of almost take those feelings that they felt and then put it onto onto the screen to kind of almost mock in a sense that, that's, um, that way of, of how they were treated, but how they could sort of take that and put it into sort of a creative way, which I do mm-hmm. think is probably a good way to... To, to do that now when you're talking about 
sort of confidence that you don't sort of have a look hold of it would have you have you got more confidence now when was it that changed for you to to gain that more confidence because it's not something of course you can teach you kind of have it or you don't and a lot of times someone either needs a, a person or something that they're particularly done to sort of do that what what worked for you i think when i first started becoming friends uh with mary she and later on down the road brady because you know they're both together like they both have a child and everything you know my godson liam Okay. Uh, he, uh, they helped me build up my confidence and they were helping me and they were teaching me, you know, Hey, it's okay to not let these, and especially at work, at work, mm. you know, like it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to say something, you know, my parents yeah. too and such. And, and then like, and especially what really helps my confidence more is I think as I keep progressing as the character coming back to the person, it's helped my confidence on stand, standing up for myself more. Hmm. Like, I don't let people push me around anymore and such. Well, that is also a, a good thing as, you know, sometimes... So I'm, I'm glad that you've been able to, to find that because a lot of times people, they they need that particular person. And, and good for those guys for, for helping you out. It's always a... See, that's the kind of stories I love on, uh, on these shows. Always helping people out. And I sort of see... And we've had many discussions on the show with, with different people like Al and we've talked to, to and actually things of that about people who've sort of gone through that whole mental health sort of situation. Um, do you suffer from anything like that? Do you have a good support system? Oh, yeah. I say I have a I have a great support system. I have, like, the friends I have right now, like, they're extraordinary. You know, my family is awesome to me, too. Like, I have a great late relationship with my parents and my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and also you know the friends out there in the community you know like walter you know rbj uh jamal josh uh lewis uh like they're always you know and uh sean they're always just like you know like hey if you ever need to talk or if you ever need anything you know just hit us up we got you man well that is a a great thing and that is a, a cool thing. So I'm going to launch into, usually at the end of the show, we do a bit of a Q&A. Now, I'm not, we're not getting into that right there, but there's a couple of questions I, would, I picked up that actually kind of works for you due to sort of what we were talking about, um, sort of being, because you were talking about sort of confidence and, and things like that. If somebody had a particular scenario like yours and they kind of needed to be sort of pulled up, needed to sort of be motivated a little bit, sort of, helped to if they're down the dumps to sort of bring them back up to to everyone else's level what kind of advice would you give them i tell them that you know hey you are going to have people that are just going to keep belittling you that are just going to keep putting you down but at the end of the day you are who you are and you can't let these people get to your head always just because life and i'm sorry i'm kind of stealing this quote from rocky balboa the rocky balboa movie but it's a great quote Life will beat you on your knees if you let it. But all you can do is take the shots, keep your head up high, and keep moving forward. And just know that, hey, you're not alone, man. You're not alone. you got people that can help you. That's what I'm talking about. That's a, a great quote you sort of uh, put in there to, to, to go on that. So pretty much what is next for Bobby Mitchell what what can where can we see Bobby Mitchell what what should we look out for in terms of you know future matches shows things like that just uh whatever shows that, that y'all watch whether it's DCW ECF uh ECE or VW whatever you whatever y'all want to watch whatever y'all watch just know that you never know when the king will pop up and the king may pop up pretty much uh, any 
anywhere you may see him. Before we do head into our sort of uh, usual uh, Q&A, I want to sort of dabble on a couple of things that you sort of mentioned um, anyway through here. Now, one of the things that we were talking about was sort of you and, and sort of differing sort of opinions. You, I think you, I think you said it was like a, a Walter Scott or something like that. that you said you oh, said. It was, uh, but when I was saying that about Jamal, it's not anything like on his political views. It's more on the wrestling views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what's what's kind of wrestling opinions have you got that you sort of clash with those guys about? Uh, well, to be true, be told, I I only do I only I'm always like the neutral, you know, unbiased person. I only go with what is the most logical. Like I'm not I don't I'm not a part of this whole you know NXT AEW bash you know warfare right. type stuff. Like if anything, like if either show whether it's you know NXT AEW Raw or an individual in those shows causes bullshit, I mean, mm. and it's you know unjustifiable. I'll call it out like. To be truth be told, like the the I, probably, I think the most controversial one is the the ACH or at the time he was called Jordan Miles T-shirt, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. Now, I have my own opinion about that, and I mean, I'll go on ahead and say it because it's it's nothing. It believe me, it you know, it's not bad or anything. It's obviously the most logical neutral view. I think the shirt. It, it wasn't intended to be racist. I think the 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 people that made the shirt were just being fucking lazy. And they mm. just didn't want to do it right. Cause if, if, and I just want to point out there's been plenty of wrestlers before him that have had shitty T-shirt designs and have complained on it on Twitter, especially Neville. And that was like the day before he decided to quit WWE. Mm. Well, it, it was a strange situation when I, when I remember it because what you got to bear in mind with these kind of companies is stuff like that goes through, I don't know, maybe six, seven people. So yeah. I do, I do find it slightly surprising that you know somebody didn't go away in a minute. Do you see what I'm seeing here? And then explain, you know, what yeah. what the the connotations are. And I do find that oh, yeah. a bit surprising that no one kind of picked that up and just kind of let it yeah. slip through. Oh yeah, of course. And and I'm not gonna lie. Like first glance on it, it's like wow. That, that, why would they allow a t-shirt design like that to happen? Because, it, it, I mean, about, which I'm not taking it away from Jordan Miles or anyone that supports him on this subject. Like, it, the shirt mm. does look racist. But in my opinion, it probably wasn't intended to be like that. It was just the people that were making the shirts being lazy. But the thing that blew my mind was the fact that he, Jordan later, or ACH, however you want to call him, he admitted that they asked him if it was okay if they could go on ahead and uh, approved the shirt, and he approved it. Mm. But of course, he did claim that it was on a white tee at the time. But who knows? And he, and he and he wasn't doing himself any favors afterwards by still continuing yeah, yeah. to bash the company and bashing you know the other African American wrestlers along with it, like Jay Lethal and Shad Gaspard. Well, I've got to tell you about you know Jay Lethal, probably uh, one of the if you're looking at the word journeyman, you know Jay Lethal's under that uh, under that category. The man is. Is very you know stripped, been a journeyman and gone everywhere, and is very very dedicated to his craft. So that's kind of one person, you know, you could sort of go to. Well, maybe 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 not that so good. But one of the things that you and I have in relation to what we have in common, that is the the business of professional wrestling. When was you say you saw your first professional wrestling show on TV? Uh, truth be told, it was probably the WWF uh, Monday Night Raw's War. Okay, 
the best of bull. Oh, yes. And then, of course, you know, it was still at the time where it was, you know, the Attitude Era and, you know, the Monday Night Wars. So I was also watching WCW and I would watch ECW, too. Uh, which, but uh, was... which, which of the three, which of the three would you say was your favorite at that mm-hmm. time? WWF. And it's just for the fact I'm, I'm a huge Stone Cold and The Rock fan, like big oh, yeah. time. Me too, absolutely. Well, so what? Sorry, I interrupted you there. What, what was the sort of first time you? What sort of first show you saw? I would say it was the. I would say it was in 1999, and it was when Stone Cold did the infamous beer truck spray on uh, The Rock and Shane and Vince McMahon. That I saw that, and I was just laughing. And I remember, you know, because I was only four years, four, four or five years old at the time. Uh, I remember Stone Cold would always do the birds and flip people off, and I I would just look at my dad and go like, "Dad, what does that mean?" And he's just like, "Oh, that means hi. That means hi." And so of course, of course, me in school, I just go hi. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the best thing to tell your kid. Yeah, that means hi. Oh, go on, keep go say hi to everyone. Flipping it, flipping it. Probably not. Uh, probably should have educated you and gone. You know, kid, that uh, that that doesn't mean that you're gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah. That was probably one of the the best times of all. Um, in in terms of talking about uh, talking about the old Monday Night Wars, they were probably the, the the wars in trying to sort of get everything back. I don't know about calling one thing I'm not really a hundred percent on is is calling it these these Wednesday Night Wars because I don't think it's the same. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, the it's difference really being fun. that it was a war because it was pretty much you you won or quite possibly your job is going under. The company folds. You don't have a job anymore. Whereas if somebody, you know, fails on AEW or NXT, it's not a dramatic, maybe more for AEW, but they're doing good anyway, that if they, yeah. they, they were ran to the ground, it's not, we are fighting for our lives, it's more AEW has something to prove, and I don't know what the hell NXT has to prove, but that's that's a separate thing. I wouldn't necessarily say that that's the same, but people can uh, interpret it the, uh, any way that they want. Yes. Now... We'll go on to some old Q&A now with old Mr. Mitchell. And I've uh, been saving some of these questions for you. Pretty much the format of this, we ask you some questions about pro wrestling. Then we ask you two questions, which uh, I ask everybody. And then ended up with three live questions. So the, the first set of questions are always different. They're never the same for, for every single person. So here we go as one of your first questions. We kind of asked this anyway, but I'll sort of phrase it a little bit differently. What advice would you give to your younger self? Just uh, same as the last one. Just no matter how much uh, life wants to beat you to, to your knees, just keep your head up high and just keep moving forward, man. Because, hey, you're not alone. And if anything, it's just going to get better. From all those bad things that happened to you, all those things that have been done to you, it all comes out at the end as very positive and caring and giving. Because at the end of the day, it makes you a better... Learning from all the pain you went through, it makes you a better person and helps others more. Mm. What city should host WrestleMania? Mm. Well, I'm going to be a little biased about it because uh, I live He's in He's going to say on Tennessee! Well, no, not Tennessee because there. I don't think there's any sort of city in Tennessee that would have a big enough stadium to really hold a WrestleMania. I wish there would be, like maybe Nashville or Knoxville. Oh wait, but a I, doubt I think it. you're I think you're turning heel on your own state there, boy. 
I know, but it, it's a wishful dream thinking thinking it'd be in Tennessee. I would love it to be, but I don't think it would ever happen. You know, I'd be surprised if it would. Uh, but to me, I would say uh, it should go back to Atlanta. So that way, you know, me yeah. being biased, I could go to it. But if we're going to talk about where I think WrestleMania really should try being, personally, because of how passionate the fans are over there, I want to say the U.K., See, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Good, good boy. Good, uh, good answer for that. But I actually addressed this in um, the the Ben Hopkins uh, um, episode, which technically as we recorded isn't out yet. But pretty much the the thing I say about WrestleMania over here is I don't th- I don't think it's going to happen. Not because of you know where it is, but I think many things are one the time zone difference. I think America is kind of your core audience. And a lot of things about WrestleMania is they don't look at where they can have just a show. It's the access, it's everything else after it. And that whole sort of festival is is where it is. Now, you know, I can give you all alternatives where you can have all that stuff. But I think that being one for, for sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Two, being when you think about access and all that stuff, it's always legends or, or sort of ambassadors that aren't wrestling and they're older guys. So then you have to fly, you know, all the stage stuff over, all the guys, all the production team, and then you've got to find all these legends, and it would get to a point where it would be probably more money for them for, for something overseas. So, hey, you can live at home, but that's that's just sort of my opinion on it for, for something like that. But you never know. I, I see more of an AEW sort of thing that, that would probably be more likely to come out of here this year than, than sort of WrestleMania, but we, we shall see. What professional wrestling match type should wrestling companies bring back hmm that's a that's a good one uh <laughs> the bujambi prison no nah, i'm just kidding oh I'm no just kidding. no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i think God, uh God. i I would say this, but of course, this would. I know this is more of an Undertaker match, but because of the Fiend being red hot right now, I wouldn't mind if they actually did a buried alive match that involved the Fiend. And if the Fiend was like to lose and he got like buried alive, you know, it would kind of like still kind of keep that myth about him. Like he's not, you know, he's basically like the Undertaker was. He's unkillable. Yeah, that's he's kind unstoppable. of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I still no one's ever actually told the secret of the uh, the buried alive match, like how, what you know what happens to get buried. But I can imagine in my head there's like a side door that probably goes like underneath the arena or something like that when they put all the uh, put all the things. But that's probably what I. For those who are wondering what my answer would be, my um, my answer would be a tuxedo match. The tuxedo match is where um, the match is contested between two male competitors. In tuxedos, in order to win, uh, the wrestler needs to strip the opponent's tuxedo off him. Maybe you could, uh, <laughs> maybe you could uh, pitch that to old Sean Walsh over at AWF. I think that'd be a great idea. Oh sure, let's see if we can do that. Bobby Mitchell versus Sean O'Connor in a tuxedo match. See, I'm telling you, it would work. Strip you down to your undies. Now we're going to ask you the uh, the questions that actually no one. I'm going to actually ask you a few more since uh, we're pretty much on a roll right now on the old wrestling stuff what is a pay-per-view that needs to go away uh hmm 
man, there's actually a lot of pay-per-views that need to go every time. Truth be told, truth be told, and uh, this is just, I feel like, okay, I know the cliche, the typical answer should be the Saudi shows because of what's been going on over at Saudi Arabia and such, and the fact yeah. that you keep hearing these reports of all these wrestlers that don't want, don't want to go over there, but... I think other than probably dwindling down some of those shows, I feel like they should dwindle down some of these pay-per-views that don't really matter that much. Yeah. Like, if, if anything, like, less is more. And that's the thing I think that AEW kind of has going on that Absolutely. subject is that – and Impact Wrestling is that they have these pay-per-views that are extended to about two, maybe three months, but they use the shows that they have, you know – dynamited impact as the buildups for those storylines that go into the big pay-per-view shows whereas mm. you know wwe they just have way too many of these b shows that it kind of waters down the uh the product a bit like it kind of yeah. it kind of ruins a few things that there are some shows that i b shows that turned out to be really good like i personally like the great balls of fire event that happened in the i think it was uh 2017 where they had samoa joe versus brock lesnar for the belt oh, i actually like that show that show was actually pretty good in my opinion mm, i don't know about that great balls of fire then that was a bit of a a, a weird kind of weird name show. i agree was it's kind of it was kind of like um I remember capital punishment that kind of one off oh, random yeah, made yeah, no sense yeah. random I, I get what you're saying. like a random one off and then they never come back to it and I was like well why it, it pretty yeah. much is like oh we'll go with it. it's not super cool and then you do it and then you think actually no this is a stupid idea let's never ever do it again oh yeah definitely so now we go into the questions that I ask everybody so it's the same to everybody Mr Mitchell who is the most overrated C A W Ooh. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, don't you dodge it. I, I know I what you're going to do. I honestly like, uh, well, the thing is, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, I'm trying to backpedal or anything. It's just that. I just haven't had really any problems with any of the current guys as of right now. Like no, 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 nope, never mind, never mind. This this guy, this was a totally different story, totally different story. But uh, no, I I just haven't had any uh, problems with anybody, and I think everybody's been booked, you know, pretty much okay. Oh, but uh, I think I know who it is, and I've heard a lot of stories about him. It's Smokey. I knew you were going with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I try to be a little bit more diplomatic and neutral, but yeah, I've seen how Smokey is, and apparently I did hear about the story that in the Smokey versus Jamal Bedlam match that Smokey did not want to put Jamal over, and I'm not going to lie, that that really did make me mad because, you know, it's like, really, dude? Bobby Mitchell coming in hard. Like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, and I'll be a little biased because, you know, Jamal is my friend, and he's obviously one of the, you know, you know, future uh, athletes here. Like, honestly, a guaranteed world champion, whatever company he is. And you mm. don't want to at least help put the rocket on him and skyrocket him a bit more? It's like, dude, yeah. your time is over. Let somebody else have the wheel now. With that then being said, who would you say then is the most underrated CAW? 
most underrated. Without a doubt, I say that, and I'm not saying about how he's booked right now in ECW because he's booked hella great, but in terms of how I think he should be more, Walter Scott. And that's okay. Walter Scott. Definitely. He's the most underrated wrestler on the planet. Like, in terms of, I think, like, he should, like, you have people like, of course, and I'm glad that Matt Black's challenging for the Call of Stars belt, and I'm super glad that Ben Hopkins has the Call of Stars belt. But mm. I think Walter, because of how great he is in the ring, and I've had matches with him, so he's amazing. And uh, and the fact that he's taken the Hardcore Championship in ECW, and he's elevated it more, and he's made that – And I, you know what? Sorry, Matt. Please forgive me when I say this. But I think he's made the hardcore title more prestige than the NXT championship. And that's my God honest Ooh. opinion. Yeah, I mean that's you are coming I mean, out with I, mold. I mean, I am just being honest. I think I think he made the hardcore title more prestige than the NXT championship. And uh so for me, I feel like Walter should whoever after the whole, you know, Matt Black gets his shot and such, I feel like Walter should get an opportunity to challenge for that belt because he, he man He's incredible, and and when you watch him Money in the Bank uh, three for ECW when he's in the ladder Money in the Bank ladder match, man, he was on a roll in that match. He was on a roll. I'll tell you something. They should change your gimmick from the king to the shooter because he's shooting all over the place. Hey, that's a part of the gimmick too. The king tends to be a bit of a shooter from time to time. We're gonna now get into uh, the three life questions that we are gonna ask, and, and the first one is if you, Bobby Mitchell were to go against the Ben Hopkins brand in a tuxedo match, who would go over? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, Ben, I love you, but it's going to be me. You know, I think he'd have something to say about that. Trust me, he'd, have, he'd definitely have something to say about that. Oh, I know he would, but I love Ben. He He's obviously gave me a lot of great advice, too. And if anything, if he was to go over, I wouldn't be mad about it. But at the end of the day, Ben, I'm going over, not you. Yeah, that's right, Ben Hopkins. Screw you. <laughs> so, in terms of our, our next one, what is the hardest lesson you have had to learn in your life? I would have to say the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn in my life is the how you, how you're, how you approach people, and how you have to. Be how open you have to be to people because I'm not gonna lie. Back then, when I was bullied and all that, I wasn't really confining things. If you know mm. what I'm saying, like I wasn't sure. really like I was always, you know, crying out to people that that would later go behind my back and just talk shit about me. So that's where I tell you, like, my friendship circle is actually pretty small. Yeah, and it's only and it's like when I open up to you about my personal life and what I went through then you automatically gain my trust. And that's, yeah. a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Last question before we head on down the road, as it were. What would you have to see to cry tears of joy? Well, hmm. What would I have to say to cry tears of joy? Well, I'll just in, I'll just say it like this: Elder the King. And I think it's a, a beautiful way to wrap it up here. I've been talking to the King, Bobby Mitchell. You can catch him 
uh, El Dorado Championship Wrestling Core of Honor and the American Wrestling Federation. Have I missed any places out that you uh, are currently at? No, no, I think you've got it all pretty much well spotted on, man. Well, before we head on out, would you like to promote your uh, your Twitter? Anything else you want to promote before we get on out of here? Right, well, well, tell you the truth, because I have about three, maybe four different Twitter accounts for where each time I had to get a new phone, I had to keep changing up my CAW Twitter. So, at Bobby, me, whatever. Uh, but if you want to follow my actual Twitter, at BobbyMitch2, uh, and uh, sh- shout out to, uh, you know, RPJ's ECW, follow Eldorado, subscribe to RPJ's channel on YouTube, along with, uh, along with uh, AWF and uh, COH Network. That is it for talking to Mr. Bobby Mitchell. Bobby Mitchell, when I ask you to come back on this show, I want you to be a champion of something. No matter what it is, it could be a champion of Eldorado, it could be a champion of COH, it could be a champion of AWF, but that is a task that we set to you, is to be a champion before you come back on the show. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, as the king, hey, the king gets what he wants, man. So believe it, but believe it or not, when I come back on the show, it will be as a champion of some kind. Well, let's uh, head on down the road here. We have been talking to the king, Bobby Mitchell, and me and him are going to head on down the road. If you're looking for a new CAW in your league, you need to contact the king, Bobby Mitchell. What a great guy he was. And what, a, what a great conversation that was with old Mr. Mitchell. But the next conversation coming your way is going to be on Thursday. And on that Thursday, we're going to be interviewing the asshole of CAW, Sean O'Connor. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to him. That's, that's horrible. We're going to be talking to Sean O'Connor. We've got many things to talk about with him. And we're going to go into the details on some of his best CAW rivalries and also his opinion on certain guys at CAW. You know it's going to be a controversial one. Sean's always got an opinion. But before we head on down the road, I need you sexy beasts to do something for me. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe you're watching this on YouTube or any of our other streaming platforms, I need you to go to ratethispodcast.com slash FWZ where you can rate your favorite podcast and you can rate this favorite podcast and say how awesome it is because it is the real deal sex appeal. That is ratethispodcast.com slash FWZ. I'm not going to spell it out for you because, goddamn, what are you a bunch of idiots? Ratethispodcast.com slash FWZ, and you can rate this podcast so that other people in the world of CAW, even outside of CAW, can check this podcast out. But for me, that is all. My name is Jamco. This is FWZ Talk, and I'm headed on down the road. FWZ Talk is available on all streaming platforms. All things FWC on the FWC Collection Channel.